Hello, and welcome to Voices of CFMA, Construction Financial Management Association's podcast featuring conversations with industry leaders sponsored by Old Republic Shorty. I'm your host, Sal Marino, CFMA's Marketing and Content Manager. This month, I am talking with Dorothy Novak. Dorothy is the controller for Kukrin Contracting in the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area, a member of the Greater Pittsburgh CFMA chapter, and a member of CFMA's Suicide Prevention Committee. Dorothy, thanks so much for joining me today. Do you want to jump right in and tell me a little bit about your current role? So I am the controller for Cooper and Contracting. Um, we are located about 30 miles east of Pittsburgh, and we do wastewater treatment plants, water and sewage lines, and bridge work for PennDOT. Um, our average revenue is about $40 million a year. We are non-union, but pay prevailing wage rates um, according to the Davis-Bacon Act, which, you know, um, is a little nuanced in itself. So I've been in my position not quite three years, family-owned. Um, we're actually in the process of transitioning to the next generation, and um, it's been exciting. I have a wonderful team here. Um, we do kind of joke around with the family that of the 22 employees in our admin office, 18 of us are over 50. So we're all going to retire at the same time. <laughs> at the same time. Yep. Um, but I've really enjoyed being here. I've learned so much. I have so much more to learn, but um, it's been wonderful. That's great. So did you always know you wanted to go into accounting? Was it a lifelong dream? Um, funny enough, I wanted to be a writer for Rolling Stone magazine. My parents are like, yeah, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> you will get a job where you can support yourself. Um, so actually in high school, I started taking some accounting classes. And what I, I liked about the early on process in, in high school, it's just, you know, the brief overview was you know, they gave you a company to kind of run and do the books for. So you got to do it from start to finish, which doesn't always happen. And then, you know, I decided in college um, that I would major in accounting. I always really liked math a lot, but I liked writing and words too. So I, I minored in speech and communications. I, I started my MBA shortly after college, but moved out of the area due to getting married and didn't finish right away. Um, went to work right after college for a fortune 500 company so that did not give me the ability to look at the from the beginning to end picture like i you know saw in high school i had a very distinct job there that was just a minor piece of the big picture but i loved it as a young person living in the city you know working for a great company um who did some cool things like build the space shuttle i thought wow. that was great so yeah. um and, and then I moved out of the area for a little bit and still stayed in manufacturing. And then um, soon after, I'd say uh, mid 90s, I found my career kind of going into healthcare. And that's where most of my experience um, came from. I, I worked like 20 years in healthcare and thought that I would retire in that arena. And then shortly before COVID, um, the company that I worked for um, went through a merger and the company that they merged with, you know, had their own folks. And I kind of thought that, you know, that wasn't going to work out well for me, which it didn't. So I decided to make a change and talk about, you know, things happen for a reason. I started working construction right when COVID hit. 
Now, when I came to Kukran, they had already uh, experienced their shutdown, which was only three weeks because they were deemed essential since the choice order treatment plan. So I came in shortly after that shutdown, but had I stayed in healthcare, obviously things would have been much different. And when I came on board, my predecessor had already retired. So I really didn't have a whole lot of on-the-job training. However, she left wonderful documentation. And like I said, I have a great team. They've all been uh, with the company for at least six years, uh, one person for 18 years. So they brought a wealth of knowledge and experience with them and were so willing to share. Um, so that really helped. And then, you know, when I talked about, you know, my team and the experience that they brought in documenting processes, um, even though we were sort of past, I guess, the height of COVID, um, everyone in our office has had COVID at some point in time. So we really um, made sure that all processes were documented and everyone in our department is cross-trained as people you right. know, were out and we had to cover for them. And um, I, that became so important. So just, you know, as times have changed, the need for that has just become that much more important. So I just want to circle back to your dreams of being a writer for Rolling Stone magazine. And I have to ask, did the writing bug die or do you still write on the side? Not too much. Um, not, not a whole lot. Um, more reading, I'd say more than, than writing. But um, I, I really like music a lot. So uh, I don't know, sometimes music, you know, the lyrics give you words for emotions that you can't express or whatever. Um, I met a lot of friends through that. And I always joke around at work that I try to be a responsible citizen during the day. And I, I want to be rock star at night. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're not a rock star at night, uh, you are a member of CFMA. How did you get started? So shortly after I started working at Kukran, um, my boss suggested that I join and I said that would be great because I felt like I had a little bit of a learning curve. And honestly, that was in, you know, the midst of the PPP, Employee Retention Tax Credit. And through CFMA, that's where I found the most of the information that I needed to be successful in those arenas. We were working with a CPA firm at the time that I think we had outgrown and they didn't really um, remain current in some of those items, CFMA did. I mean, they were a wealth of knowledge. And I thought, this is great. People were really, you know, rock stars. And you could always get so much information from peers, you know, um, your chapter, everything, all the uh, educational opportunities that are out there. So it's been extremely beneficial. Well, as you know, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and you are a member of CFMA's Suicide Prevention Committee. Can you tell me a little bit about how that got started? Well, shortly after um, I joined CFMA and I received an email saying, you know, hey, you know, why don't you volunteer some time for one of the committees? I saw the opportunity to get involved with the Suicide Prevention and Mental Health Awareness Committee. And that kind of struck a chord with me because I had not been in my position very long, um, maybe about six months, when I took a employee call off early on a Monday morning, and he said, I won't be able to come to work today because my brother took his life last night. And that just resonated with me when I saw the opportunity to get more involved in that committee. I remember that and how horrible I thought that was. And then 
once I became more involved in the committee and found out that, you know, the suicide rate in the construction industry is much higher than any other industry and some of the contributing factors around that, I really felt that, you know, we needed to do more within my organization, um, maybe within the Pittsburgh chapter that I'm a member of, and just to try to do more to serve um, our employees, to keep them healthy. I mean, we do so much out in the field for safety in a physical manner, um, but we weren't doing a whole lot in a mental manner. And they really do have a lot of challenges. They work very hard. A lot of times they're away from home and their families and some seasonal work that sometimes presents some financial struggles. We employ a lot of veterans. So I really wanted to get more involved because I thought there was a need. And I joined that committee and two days before the first meeting I attended, unfortunately, the young man that had called me, it was one year to the day before about his brother, his mom called me and he took his life. Oh my goodness. And 23 years old. And I just can't imagine any mother losing two children in one year to suicide. And the first thing I thought was I didn't even get the chance to really help at all. So now you know, I, I want to do that. And I've gone out in the field um, for Kukrin and, and we actually visited the job site with that individual worked at with his co-workers and um, they were thankful that someone came out to talk to them, provide them some resources. And a lot of times, you know, construction workers, tough guys, they don't want to ask for help and the stigma around it. But we're starting to break that barrier a little bit. And I'm seeing each time I go out, it's a little bit easier to talk to them about that. And they're willing to take a hard hat sticker or a wallet card and just hang on to it. And so if it's confidential, you know, you don't need to tell me anything if you don't want to. If you do, I'm always here. So um, I'm hoping we're making some headway. I just think it's so important. Wow. Do you feel like you're making changes within your own organization, like from the top down? I do, because now we include um, mental health awareness articles within our safety talk that's accessible to everyone in the organization at least every other month um, with May being um, mental health awareness month. Um, we did a little bit more on that. The AGC of America recently released a video that I thought was pretty powerful about a safety director and um, rebar company who lost his son and it's extremely touching. So we published that. Um, just to let people know it's okay to ask for help. We've also provided um, additional resources through our EAP so that they can you know, take advantage of that as well. So do you have a routine that helps you de-stress when things get really tough? One thing I did do um, last year, last May, so, you know, kind of COVID's kind of over, but not really, I guess, because I, I didn't get COVID until this past February. Um, yeah, I, I waited for three years, and but um, I bought a swim spa and put it in my garage. So I swim every night inside. That's fantastic. It, it, it's it's so relaxing. Um, it, it's therapeutic. I swim in the winter. The only two days I did not swim this year was Christmas Eve and Christmas Day when the wind chill factor was minus ten in Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, understandable. <laughs> 
it's just you know mentally um and and physically both i mean it's just it's just a nice warm in there and i don't know you know swim with the door up watch what my neighbors are doing <laughs> just a big stress reliever well that sounds like an excellent way to de-stress so moving on to advice what's your favorite advice to give I have a couple of things. So talking about that, I would say as I've gotten older and progressed through my career, I really do believe that you need to be conscientious of your work-life balance. Um, do the things that you like to do on a pretty regular basis and, uh, you know, just give yourself some time to relax. I think that's very important. And especially as we've, you know, traveled through covid um, I think that becomes more and more important, and I would recommend that to anyone. You know, we all work very hard. We put in some long hours sometimes, but make sure that you take some time for yourself and really, you know, uh, be conscious of that. Um, and the other thing I'd say is, you know, never stop learning and always be curious because there's so much out there to learn, and even, you know, in the accountant's world, things always change pretty quickly from even year to year. COVID perfect example with TPP and employee retention tax credits. And, you know, the IRS is always, you know, sending out some new regulation. Um, but just stay curious as well. And I think with CFMA too, you have so many opportunities to, to learn, to further your career, to expand your network. And, um, you know, I, I would recommend that as well. And do you remember your favorite piece of advice that you've ever received? Um, well, I guess a couple of things too. Always do the right thing and hold yourself to high ethical standards, um, especially in the arenas that we work in. Um, you know, I was working, you know, in the midst of my career during the days of Enron and all that. And I just think as financial folks, we really need to hold ourselves to high ethical standards. And along with that, to lead by example, even with the littlest things, um, and this might seem trivial, but I make sure I'm the first one of my team in the office in the morning. I don't like getting up at five o'clock in the morning anymore, but I try to be here, you know, not only on time, but the first one in on my team. I, I, I think that's important. Um, yeah, I'm usually one of the last ones to leave, but um, we don't do a ton of overtime at Kukrin. Um I think the family is really, um, you know, they want us to have work-life balance, and they don't want us to do all the time. But you need to get your work done, but and a lot of times we are deadline-driven. But um, just little things like that, treating everyone with respect, it's okay to admit that you don't know everything, and that's why I try to tell them stay curious, always want to learn because no one, no one knows everything. Well, Dorothy, we have reached the end of our time together. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we sign off on this episode of Voices of CFMA? No, just that, you know, being a member of CFMA has been a wonderful experience. And um, my company has approved uh, me to go to the annual conference in Denver, and I'm super excited. So, yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, I will see you in Colorado in July. That's fantastic. Well, Dorothy, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity.
And thank you for listening to another episode of Voices of CFMA, sponsored by Old Republic Surety. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe and share on social media. And if you're interested in learning more about the Construction Financial Management Association, check out cfma.org. Once again, I'm your host, Sal Marino, and I will see everyone back here next month. Thanks.